I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Brittany and joining me today as always is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Do you know why? Why? We have a guest today. We do have a guest today. Yes. You you might have heard her from fantastic podcasts such as Rogue One Podcast for Winners, Blue Harvest. And if you're a patron for Blue Harvest, she also does like this the series called Jaws. And Blue Harvest Adventures, which like are like the highlight of my life, and they're my favorite part of the Blue Harvest Patreon. But today we have Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Hey guys, how are y'all? Doing great. How are you? I am awesome. Uh, speaking of Jaws, we're gonna re- be recording a second one. So on the next uh, Patreon, that's gonna be what we're doing is uh, another hot episode of Jaws. Nice. Ooh. But this is my first Sunday off in forever, and I'm recording with you lovely ladies, so I am so excited for today. Oh, excited to have you here. How is having us How's having a Sunday off? It must feel like so relaxing. It's nice. I don't have to watch other people drink all day. Like that's typically what I've done for the last year and a half. I've waited on people at brunch, which is always a fun thing to do. You serve them lots of alcohol and crab cake benedicts and, ooh, yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. It was delicious food, but uh, I uh, I am done with that. It's good feeling. I'm not much of a breakfast drinker. Like, I'm, I love my mimosas, but, like, I don't even know if I could have mimosas in the morning. Like, mimosas could be, like, an all-day thing for me. So I, I've seen people drink mimosas with a straw out of a pitcher. Like people go hard and we had like $14 pitchers and I would usually sell it with like shots of vodka added to it and people would go crazy. Hmm. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I remember two guys, $145 for brunch for a check for two people, like mainly just alcohol. I think they had two avocado toast with eggs on it to eat. Oh, God, avocado toast. Yeah. A very, very standard white people brunch. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even eat avocado toast. Like, and no offense to anyone that eats avocado toast. Like, avocado is great. Toast is great. But, like, I just feel like, like you said, like, that's just such, like, a white person thing, avocado toast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, especially, like, I mean, going out the, for it. Yeah, right. That's the brunch. That's the brunch life. You know, 
Some people love that shit. They like brunch hop around the city. It's a big thing in Birmingham, really. I don't know. Not for me. I stay home. Oh, definitely. You can make a good breakfast. Yeah, really easily. Yeah, and I make, like, some of the best scrambled eggs, like, in the world. I turned Hawes around on eggs. He was such a hater. And... (laughs) Yeah, he really was. I mean, some, some things, a deviled egg, maybe, but... You can't get him to eat a quiche or anything like that. But I make scrambled eggs, a little bit of heavy cream. You don't want to cook it all the way. And you want to use like some good butter to cook it with too. Don't salt it until you're done. That will like make them gray and watery. There really is like a little bit of a science to it. Dude, that's awesome. I want to try that. But I hear you also... So a couple of weeks back, Emily and I were talking about grilled cheese sandwiches and I unraveled my um, quick and easy and dangerous way to make a grilled cheese sandwich, which a lot of people were very vocal about, which, which I'm happy. I'm happy you guys are worried about my safety. I am okay. I have not made a grilled cheese since that incident, but Jesse, I hear you have a bomb ass grilled cheese recipe. So there's a little secret that I learned as a kid. You want to put a little bit of mayonnaise on the inside of your grilled cheese. I know some people will cook it with mayonnaise instead of butter on the outside. I don't really think that's the way to go. You want to have butter for the outside. But I do like you, Emily, where I put butter in the pan. I don't do the grilled inside, but I think that's a good idea. I think that adds a little something. But you just put a thin little like spread of mayonnaise. Just gives it a really nice taste. So does it have to be like mayo mayo? Because like for some reason, like I only have Miracle Whip in my house. Eh. Yeah. I don't fuck with Miracle Whip. That's gross to me. Like I think you want real mayonnaise. I honestly, I like I prefer um, any mayonnaise that's going to taste closer to homemade than like super, super factory made. Like, I don't know. We have some smaller mayo companies here that I guess I usually will buy from instead of like craft or something even, but I don't, it, I'm not a mayonnaise fan. Typically I don't like the flavor of it necessarily. It just adds a good flavor in, you have to use it for a lot of sauces and stuff like that. But grilled cheese, it's a little secret, secret little thing. Some people put mayonnaise and even like cakes and stuff like that, though. Oh yeah, people put mayo and everything. Isn't there like a supposed to be like this like mayonnaise ice cream now oh, or some gross. shit? That's foul. I would never touch that. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with that. I would never fuck with that. Oh, but anyways, uh, how's how's everyone's weeks been, Emily? How's everything? Um, it's okay. A lot of annoying stuff at work. But other than that, not much going on. Ugh. I hate when, like, work stuff is, like, so annoying that, like, even when you're at home, you're like, gah, work. Yeah, it's just, like, a really, like, it's just going to be, like, a stressful couple of weeks, but then it'll be over. I know. Everyone keeps quitting at the casino, so that's great. (laughs) But, 
Yeah. I always feel bad though, because it's, you know, in my department, like I'm the only one that works part-time because like I go to school full-time too. So like, I'm always like, everyone's always having to do like, oh, like some people have to do like six days this week and me, I'm like, you know, I'm at my three or four days, you know, but I always feel bad, but everyone's like, no, don't feel bad. Like you're busy. But I'm like, I know, but like, ah, but it's fine. It's fine. <sighs> you, well, have to, you have to put your own life first. So, you know, a little bit. Oh, I know. You're I just feel part-timer. I know. I just feel bad sometimes. I'm like, I feel like I should be more of a team person, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, like I'm having fun. I'm young, you know, I just, I feel bad too much sometimes, but hey, that's, that's me. But, um, we have news this week. We do have news this week. Which is a first because I don't even remember what we talked about last week. Oh yeah, we talked about water. Last week we talked about the resistance trailer. Oh yeah, that's right. That we had that. Oh yeah, Jesse, like what's your Star Wars fandom? Like how did you get into Star Wars? So um I've talked about this a couple of times, but like I did not get into Star Wars whenever I was young. I wa- I watched them like little bits and pieces my aunt got me empire and like we ended up losing the vhs and we just never watched it i watched like the same six movies i watched a little bit of attack of the clones and i didn't watch i think i only watched like the pod race (laughs) whenever i was a kid on hbo at my friend's house but I just didn't get into it too much. Honestly, the first Star Wars I saw in movie theaters or like the full movie was the Clone oh. Wars movie, which is a oh, terrible wow. way to like, yeah, to like jump in. But I also was like, I like Ahsoka. Everyone hated on her so much, but I didn't, I was fresh into it. So I was like, oh, I like her little sassy attitude. I like that kind of shit. Dude. Sometimes. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Like, that's so different than, like, a lot of other Star Wars, you know, upbringing or, like, Star Wars stories that we've heard. Like, right. you got into it. Like, you know, that was your first movie experience was the Clone Wars. I right. never even saw the Clone Wars. I didn't, I didn't even know that I was in theaters until, like, I had it on, like, DVD and I watched it. Because I was one of those people, too. Like, I was mad that, like, this is not canon that Anakin has an apprentice. And she's so sassy. And she's right. calling him, like, Sky Guy. And I'm like, no. But, yeah. No, I loved it. She had this little attitude. But I didn't I, – I wasn't invested in Anakin. Mm, that's fair. So – it wasn't something that offended me. And then, uh, you know, I, I had no, like, bias against it. I am just sort of, like, stuck in my lane type of person. And then, of, of course, whenever Haas and I started dating, he was like, well, you've got to watch them all, you know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you uh, which order you should watch them in. And I, like, really started to, I mean, the some of the prequels I'm still, like, okay, like, I don't, I like the scenery of it, Mm -hmm. but, you know, some of the story is just, like, too much for me to, like, want to get all into that. Hmm. But I love the original trilogy whenever I saw them all the way through. I mean, of course, 
I always knew Star Wars in the zeitgeist. I was never unfamiliar with any of the characters. I'd seen all the parodies. I'd seen all. I I saw fanboys. I saw. <laughs> I saw all of the, you know, Family Guy spoofs. I saw Spaceballs whenever I was a kid. <laughs> Didn't see Star Wars. It was a weird thing. But my first fandom was Harry Potter. So I was like all about that as a kid. Well, I guess Nancy Drew first. Mm. I was like a Nancy Drew stan as a kid, like really young. I read every single book by the end of first grade. Oh, cool. I have... I have some of my mom's old Nancy Drew books. They're not, they're not great, (laughs) but I just love the mystery of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always fucked up about those. If you've ever read them, there's the pudgy friend Bess that they will never let go that she's the pudgy friend. It's like every description of her. (laughs) Yes. There's this girl and this girl and then the pudgy friend Bess. That's so fucking sad. It's it is sad. It really is. I don't know why they did that to that poor girl. Jesus. Maybe like the author knew someone named what was it? Bess? Bess. Not even a nice name. I mean, these books were written in like the the fifties. Yeah. And the sixties. They they're old school. Um, and then I really got into um, the new trilogy was Star Wars. I love the sequel sequel trilogy. You know, I love Rey. I'm super invested in all that. I really liked Rogue One. Oh yeah, I liked Solo too. I mean, that was good. I I like I like most of Solo. Yeah. It's a a little more of like just a fun story and not as as really deep. Yeah, we saw Solo together. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was there. You were there for you were there for the infamous uh, Chili's experience. (laughs) I I was so sad for poor Rusty during that. (laughs) Like he was so excited. He was like, "I am Chili's ambassador. I'm going to take you guys to my favorite (laughs) spot." And then I could see him. He was not happy, but he didn't want to not be happy. So I felt bad. I know we were all uh, we all went to a, a bar last night. I was coming Villainy, the Star Wars bar that oh, we went to for the solo reaction show, yeah. and um, we ha- we went to Norm's, which is some like diner afterwards. And I think oh, I went to Norm like three times when we were in LA. <laughs> oh, I don't really? know why. Yeah, I guess because we, like it's Jason's favorite spot, and he was like, "Yeah, I was gonna say Jason there. loves Norms." <laughs> so we ended up going there like three times. I don't know, but yeah, I'm familiar with that now for sure. I had that's good. I know a sampling of the Norms menu. Yeah, it's like not bad. It's like upscale Denny's. That's a funny that you should say that because I went to California once as a kid. We went on a road trip from Texas to California. Imagine how long that is in a six-seater truck with six people. And my stepdad wanted to stop at every Denny's along the way. We stayed in hotels (laughs) based on proximity of him getting drunk and walking to Denny's. Wow. Like, I got real sick of Denny's real quick. And this was like our first trip after he married my mom. So that was, it was interesting. <laughs> but uh, 
Oh, hmm, let me see. You guys can, okay, yeah. I lost my old connection for a second. Hold on, but I'm good now. Sorry. Perfect. No, you're good. You're good. We've had a lot of technical difficulties, everyone uh, who is listening. So it's one of those, oh, why am I getting information about something? <laughs> Remind me later. <laughs> Remind me later. Not not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> but no, we were at this, like, we were at that Norm's place and Araj is like asking Rusty and he's like, Rusty, it was worth the wait though, right? And Rusty had that big grin on his face. He's like, oh yeah, it was so worth the wait. <laughs> That's good. Um yeah, I love that little Chili's boy. Honestly, I'm usually disappointed with my Chili's, even if it's not a long wait. What did you get when we went there? I got a sampler, but I like I like their Southwestern egg rolls, and that's pretty much it. I'll try something else, and then I'm like, mm, I don't I don't like that. I don't know. I'm I'm a dude. I'm picky. I'm a little bit of an asshole about things like that. Their burgers are really good. Yeah. Have you had their burgers? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm, it's, it's not somewhere like that I, I go a lot. They suck here. Like, I, it's, there's much better places I can go get a burger. Like, like I know where I can go to get a oh, good definitely. burger than to go to Chili's. So I just don't, I don't do that. I don't know. That's okay. I, I just have to stay on brand, you know, with porgs and chilies. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it's a brand thing. <laughs> but oh, well I'm glad everything's going well with the both of you um, we have we have a little bit of news this week um, did you both read the Kelly Marie Tran article on the New York Times yes yeah definitely yeah that was pretty good okay I it's Loan Tran um, I, I think it's Loan but I'm not I'm not positive on that, and so I need to I need to hear people say it more, because the right. only people I've heard saying it so far are also people who are unsure of how they're saying it. Okay, because I remember Steele retweeted like something the other day of like how you correctly pronounce it, but again, it's kind of hard. Like I'd want to wait for someone to. I should have. I was with Jess from Rebel Girl last night. I should have asked her how, uh, you know, to pronounce it, but. I wasn't thinking because I was still hungover yesterday, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, here, let me pull it up real quick, but yeah, I remember cause I think it came out on Tuesday morning cause I remember I was awake like all morning for some reason I couldn't sleep at all that night and it was beautifully written. Like, I, well, obviously like Kelly Marie Tran, like she's amazing, but like I just, you know, like it was one of those things like at first like I thought she was being interviewed so like I thought that this was like an actual like writer like talking about like her experiences and I'm like I I'm waiting for Kelly but then like I realized like this is Kelly and I my mind was blown but it was like the very end that got me like you might know me as Kelly I'm the first woman of color leading role in Star Wars movie I'm the first Asian woman to appear on the cover of Vanity Fair my real name is Loan. I'm just getting started by the way that was powerful. How insane is it that she's the first Asian woman to be on the cover of Vanity Fair? I know. Like, I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm like, that's really sad. Of like, But I I'm, I think it's amazing that she is the first uh, Asian woman. But at the same time, like, right. why? I mean, there had to have been a, an opportunity before then in Vanity Fair. Like, they put out how many, how many issues? 
I mean, they've been around forever. Right. I know. And then just just think about how many fucking times that like that Kardashian family has been on like the cover of like Vanity right. Fair or fucking something. You know, Forbes said Kylie Jenner was the first going to be the first self made billionaire woman. Like, go fuck yourself. Self made. Self like self made. What, like, what is your de- like? What is their definition of self made? Yeah. It's insane. She has self made in zero percent. Zero percent. Yeah, which is not to say that she's not a like good businesswoman who took advantage of you know what was happening and like took advantage of like her family's money and popularity and yeah like that actually like yeah she probably is like really got some business smarts but you you can't say self-made right not at all yeah I don't know but yeah what did you both think about the article I loved it I mean I thought that yeah it was beautiful and really powerful and what a way to like step back from all of that and then be able to take your time to say what you want to mean, like, and actually be able to speak something powerful after like, you know, meditating on it for a while. I think that was a really good way to do that. Mm -hmm. What about you, Emily? Yeah, it's, it's really well written. It's really strong. It's, it's a really powerful piece. And I think it, I think it does a really good job of breaking down an experience that if you haven't experienced it, you it's it's sort of I mean almost impossible to like understand. Visceral. Yeah. But it gives you it gives you some sort of like tangible I mean, yeah, it's it's really well written to make you feel the situation. I guess a sense of empathy almost. Yeah. For it you can understand a little better yeah and it it still amazes me that still to this day like people swear that like Keller Mary Tran wasn't like bullied off of social media or that like the whole you know like why she deleted her Instagram like people still think that it's like oh no like it's because she's filming a movie or oh like no like this woman was terribly bullied and you know she even said like it wasn't like the words that they said it's like she started like you know she started believing it she started believing that you know like maybe like I don't deserve this or like maybe like I shouldn't you know but it's really sad like everything that she went through and you know like I I don't know and seeing that you know she's from like San Diego like I I have like family members that like knew her before that you know she was famous so like I it just makes me like really sad like you know like hearing that story about like how she was at a restaurant with her boyfriend and like the waitress said something like oh wow like you speak really well or you're foreign exchange you know like it just it's like like that shit's happening in like San Diego like it just it breaks my heart yeah I mean I think that people don't they choose to just be blind to what makes them feel bad about themselves so that kind of stuff just goes on and goes completely unnoticed by almost everyone well yeah because there's this idea that if if you don't mean it to be hateful or hurtful then it's not racism right exactly and then they don't want to admit that there is something wrong with the behavior because then that makes them bad yeah. And it's like your intentions matter, but they're not 
the whole of it. And once somebody does call you out on it and you just get really defensive or you don't change, like, then your intentions don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. But even with this, like, there are people afterwards being like, and and honestly, like, I, I hate this particular thing more, almost even more than I hate, like, the outright, like, trolls and bullies, which is the, oh, she definitely didn't deserve this, but the character was really stupid. Right. Oh, come on. Just keep that opinion to yourself. That doesn't have to be a caveat. To make this about you and your enjoyment or otherwise of a movie is super fucked up. I just, you know, those people just love to hear themselves talk and they love to see themselves like, it just, I just, I can't believe that people still, you know, say, like say that they try to use that as a valid argument. Like, oh, like, I feel bad for everything she went through, but Rose Tico sucked in The Last Jedi. It's like, okay, thank you. Like, thank you for this opinion that you've probably been yelling at us for the past eight months. Like, you know, still to this day, I can't, I, when I walked out of that theater after seeing The Last Jedi, I never imagined that like eight months later, like people will still be like The Last Jedi, like, you know, The Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars. Like, it's insane, like how people have like created like Twitter accounts against like Ryan Johnson, against the movie, against the characters. Like, it's, it's still crazy to me that they're still doing this, but I don't know. <sighs> but, um, well, we've been seeing a lot of like behind the scenes pictures from episode nine, but I'm really, cause it's like, we've been seeing a lot of Poe and Finn and a lot of space horses, which I love them already. But I want to see some Rose. Like, I want to know what, like, she's up to or where she's at. Like, I wonder if she's with Ray right now. Like, that would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I feel like she could be doing something really cool with the Resistance. And just there's just so many openings there now, you know. Yeah. Well, think about it, too, that, you know, she – she was kind of like a mechanic in the last Jedi. Like now she's probably at such like a higher, like she's probably like a, not a general, but like right. a captain or something because everything that she did, you know, in the last Jedi, like she saved Finn, you know, she did all that stuff on Canto bite. Like they risked everything to get into Snoke ship. Like that's a lot of balls, you know? Yeah. I'd love to see her like in charge of, a group mm-hmm. right she could Rose be like charge. like the person sitting behind the desk you know the uh have you guys ever played persona uh she's the futaba if that's no. a great character from persona 5 which is pr- my favorite video game of the last five years oh, okay good game you get mm, to play as a japanese awesome. teenager and like a like a dungeon crawler of sorts. It's good. Hmm. That's awesome. Huh. Well, I guess there's more episode nine news. Okay. So there's this guy. I, I don't know who he is because like the things that he's been in, I've never seen. You've never <laughs> seen. Okay. 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 Dominic Monaghan is who you're talking about. 
No, the other Dominic Monaghan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've Dominic never seen Monaghan. Lord of the Rings? Um, like bits and pieces. Oh, okay. I I watched The Hobbit, which uh, was I hear. Yeah, I don't like yeah. The Hobbit. Like I remember, I had to sit through because I remember someone was like, "Yeah, like watch us The Hobbit," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay," and I, like, I fell asleep through it, and then they were like, "Okay, let's go watch the second one." And I'm like, well, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. But I realized he was a fucking dragon. And I'm like, I just wasted three hours of my life. By the way, the pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch, like, in in the mocap stuff, like, being the dragon, are still some of my favorite behind-the-scenes movie photos of all time. <laughs> oh, I'm looking that up right now. They're amazing. Dragon. Yeah. Um, but you've never seen Lost? No, never. It's a good watch through. I didn't watch it live. Like I watched it on something, some sort of platform. <laughs> I could watch it straight through, and that was good because you can do like three or four episodes and then come back to it. I started watching Lost because it was on when I was in college. I think it started my junior year, and. My friend Adele, who actually listens to the show and has written in a bunch, like she oh, and I shit. would watch it together. That's cool. And we would just watch it and freak the fuck it's so out. So good. It's just and, and yeah. Speaking of Dominic Monaghan, because he played Charlie, and this the one where he gets hung. Oh yeah. Like we were screaming at uh, the TV. It, Charlie is just such. He's you've got to love him, but he's so fucked up too. The whole thing. I, I I I love Charlie though. I love the whole Char- uh Charlie Claire uh storyline. Yes, it's very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, so yeah, and he was Mary in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And he had a he had some sort of animal show. Like a yeah. like a documentary. I haven't series. watched that. I liked it. Hmm. It was like crazy stuff like um he would do go do bugs and scorpions and all kinds of weird yeah, I was stuff gonna say, it was not like cute and furry mm-hmm. cuddly things that i like it was things that yeah. creep me out yeah it was it was definitely more the like stuff you don't want to touch i can't remember what that was called or even what it was on maybe it was like a hulu show or i, I feel like it was on it was on either like Animal Planet or Discovery or I don't know. I don't watch any actual like television. I just watch everything on platform services. So I get lost on what actually mm. airs where. Yeah, same. Wild thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was pretty cool, and he went to some good places. I mean, I like travel shows, too, so I like to see just in the jungle. I would rather that than, like, I'm going to the five best bed and breakfasts. Yeah, or... <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, um, I guess he really wanted to be in episode seven. And then JJ was like, he could be in episode nine. And he's like, okay. I don't know though. But is, is he like, is he good? Yeah. Is he okay? Yeah, he's good. He's good? Okay. 
So this is like good that he's going to be able yeah, to Yeah, I mean, who knows what like gonna do. how much he's yeah. going to be in. Like maybe he'll be, I mean, you never know. It could be mocap. It could be anything. Um, it could just be a couple of scenes. I, I feel like they won't make him like any kind of big human character where he just looks like himself. I feel like that would be weird. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I was talking about this because I was recording um, an episode of uh, Star Wars Spelt Out. That's cool. And, and we were talking about that, which is, we can't, like, Aww. neither of us could picture him as, like, a First Order officer. Right, not at like, all. Like, picturing him in that uniform, it just doesn't work. With a goofy little grin that just pops across, you know, like, no, that's not, that's not very formidable. Yeah, and like without any like he did. I mean, is he going to be like clean shaven or something? That would be weird. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to be something a little more uh, disguised. Yeah, I would think. I would think alien. Yeah. Like, it sort of reminds me of like the Simon Pegg announcement when I, you know, like. It's just someone where they can be like, look, this guy's in it, you know, it's just a a little... Yeah, like, here's a voice you might recognize. Right. Hmm. And JJ likes to yeah. put his people in things. Right. <laughs> I mean, Carrie Russell, like, that's a quite the callback. You know, I was a, a little bit surprised yeah. that he'd be like, yeah, remember for Felicity, guys? <laughs> A lot of shows I did not watch or movies. That was a movie or a show. I uh, it was a that show. was a show. I have not seen a single episode of Felicity, but I fell in love with her hard on The Americans. So I'm totally yeah. down for that casting. I really enjoyed The Americans, and then I just stopped watching it. And then I, I not that I don't want to watch it. I just it stopped. It's hard. Yeah, like that is a. I don't think there's been other shows that made me quite as tense as the Americans did, because it's not one where you go, "Oh, they're going to get out of this and everything's going to be happy ending." Have you it's, Have you watched Sharp Objects? Um, I am slowly going through it, but I'm behind. That's the most painful show that I've seen recently. I can't. I almost can't do it, but yeah. I'm slowly working through it too. It's just painful to watch. Yeah, I'm on like episode four or something. Yeah, but those kind of things sometimes that just like, uh, I think I I think I went through the first three seasons of The Americans, oh, okay. and it, I I enjoyed it. How many are there? I think this last one was. I think the last one was season six. Okay, man. Yeah, I think I probably went through the first three seasons. I don't know. Sometime I'll do a uh, just a full rewatch. If I do that, I always have to go walk back and yeah. start it over from the beginning. Well, especially the Americans, because the Americans will do this thing. Well, they'll just bring back characters. And oh, yeah. you're expected to remember who they are. And maybe they were on three seasons ago. Mm -hmm. Or they'll suddenly start talk about talking about somebody and you'll go, oh, I don't remember who that person is. And it turns out, no, it's just how they're introducing their new <laughs> plot. 
is they there's no like explanation because hmm. the show expects expects you to figure it out which i love but in terms of my memory it's very right bad. yeah i'm not i'm not always good at keeping up with all the details i almost feel like i need to go back and read a recap if i'm going to super know where i'm at in the story always yeah yeah I would suggest watching Lost, though, Brittany. It's it's good. Yeah, I've been looking to get into another TV show because, like, I haven't really watched a lot of like uh, like any any TV shows that like have really rocked my world in like years. You know, because it's like I watched Game yeah. of Thrones, like that's entertaining, but like I just I need to find something, and I'm, it's really hard because it's like I'm very picky with shows sometimes. So I just need a lot of convincing, but because it's like I said a couple episodes ago that I was going to get into Westworld, uh, that never happened. Which you know I heard that uh, I'm not missing out because I guess season two wasn't that good. But yeah, it's maybe, good. Yeah, I lost. You know, Haas talks about it a lot. So yeah, it's all on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I have Hulu. I don't know. It's really funny. My dad calls it Hula, so he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get Hula." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> No, it's good. On Hulu, Hulu has a lot of uh, full series, and um, plus any kind of network TV that you'd ever want to watch will usually be on there. I I'll watch Bob's Burgers on Hulu instead of Fox. Oh my god, I love so Bob's good. Burgers. I love. I identify with all the kids, every single one. Yeah. No, but Lost, Lost, you should try Lost. Lost has one of the best all-time pilots. Mm-hmm. Like their first, their first episode is really strong. Oh, really? So, like, I remember when this show was on TV, but like, because I remember seeing like commercials for it or any and everything. So it's like it, it's like a plane crash and they're lost, and then but there's also a pregnant yeah. person, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's That's a clear. the plane. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a whole good. It it's interesting because of how they tell the story. You know, they'll go back and they'll give you information on all of the characters, so you can find who you like and identify and with, hope and that they don't want to like root for. Right, but a lot of them probably do die because it's lost. They're lost on an island, and that's never good. It's well, it's not good on that island for sure. Yeah, basically like haunted. Well, uh, uh, plane crashes <laughs> and then weird shit starts to happen. Yeah. Well, J.J. Abrams is here, so yeah, obviously that weird shit happens. But I gotta say, like waiting between seasons of Lost was incredibly difficult. Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, wait, oh my god, the hat! Like uh, this I is not spoilers for Brittany because it won't make sense to her, but the hatch. Yeah, I can't imagine having to wait to see what happened with that. Like, uh, I don't, mm-mm, that would have been oh, too I'm hard. So like, usually I would take maybe a week break. I watched it with my brother in law and Hawes, and my brother in law had never seen it either. And we would do like three episodes once a week. And it was difficult waiting a week between a couple of them. But, you know, if it was, that much of a cliffhanger we could just watch another mm-hmm. one yeah god i can't imagine like 
going through a show like that and having to wait so long for like the next season to start or even to get any information about the next season like god like that's just the amazing part of like binge watching now we're just being able to be like okay like I can watch this right now like damn well yeah but the cool thing about watching lost as it was happening is everybody was talking about it week to week as it was happening yeah right I love that yeah that that's always a nice thing to be able to have like a whole um community discussion water cooler talk yeah as that's they the one say. thing like I feel like yeah, I like being able to just sit down and watch a whole show on Netflix, but I sort of like Hulu's model better of, like with Castle Rock, Hulu put up three episodes that, like when the show first mm-hmm. started, but now they're doing one a week. And it gives me time to like... Oh, and how about that last oh, one? Oh, my God. But like, yeah, it gives yeah. you time to like think about the show and process it and to like talk about it as opposed to... Otherwise, I already would have been done watching it and probably had forgotten about it by now. Yeah, for sure. I I, I like that too. I also I watched A Handmaid's Tale and Ooh. or The Handmaid's Tale, uh, and by time I binge watched about half of it, and then I ran out of episodes, and I was like, oh damn, I've got to wait a week. But then you know the anticipation of it is nice too. It it makes it a little bit more enjoyable, I think. So I agree that that's a better way to get you invested. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I I start school up again soon. So um, rest in peace, all of my fun activities that I want to try to do, but I won't be able to because I have to get everything done my last semester of college. But yeah, maybe like I could squeeze in some lost between that time. You could always watch it while you're working. You know, that's always true no, too. You won't be able to work though. It 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 sucks you in too much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really work anywhere. <laughs> like, what is work? You know, like <laughs> you just I mean, hang out. I just I just hang out. You know, answer a couple phone calls. You know, give people stuff. They give me stuff back. I just I sign my name in places. You know, like that's it. It's an activity, not a job. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, Emily, there's some solo news book news yeah there is um this was an article on gizmodo there is a new uh book coming out called star wars icons han solo it's by gina mcintyre and it's sort of a behind the scenes story of han solo the character and sort of how it all came about um It'll be out November 13th from Inside Editions, and this is just from the Gizmodo article. It features interviews with Harrison Ford, Alden Ehrenreich, Mark Hamill, Billy D. Williams, Peter Mayhew, Ron Howard, J.J. Abrams, Lawrence Kasdan, and Jonathan Kasdan, along with all sorts of new photos and concept art. Hmm. Yeah, so it's sort of like like one of those Star Wars encyclopedia books, but all about Han Solo. That's really cool. I, you know, I didn't think that, you know, like I know that all the characters in Star Wars are like very important, but like a whole like encyclopedia, like, you know, like that, that's a lot of information about Han Solo. Like, and we still don't know a lot. Like we know teenage Han Solo and we know Han Solo and the original trilogy. Then we know Han Solo, you know, dad Solo, you know? 
right? But this will just be a way to piece together the full story of like, I think it's even going to cover comics and books and everything. And so it'll, it'll be a timeline, but it'll maybe give everyone a little more insight to just be able to read it in like the story of Han Solo. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be a lot about sort of the approach to the character and the various mediums and just, and like why the character has connected with people so much, like what makes him so popular. And the fact that they're calling it Star Wars icons, Han Solo, it seems like maybe we're going to be getting more of these books. At least that would be my guess. I think that'd be really neat. Ooh, I hope so. Yeah, like, so maybe we'll see a Star Wars icons, Luke Skywalker. Maybe we'll see a Star Wars icons, uh, Princess Leia. There's so much you could do with that. That would be a nice, like, addition to the Star Wars books. Who would you both, like, love to see for these, like, Star Wars? Uh, Leia? What about you, Jesse? Leia would be cool. Uh, I think that uh, Padme would be cool, too, because of how much, like, it's just so pretty. You can have so many pictures of, like, all of her costumes and stuff. Yep, that, that was my answer, too. I love Padme. Oh, I think it... She's she's cool, and she has so many awesome costumes. She's definitely my favorite part. I mean, I think usually my favorite part of all of the trilogies are, like, the leading ladies. That's just who I like best. I like the strong lady types. Yeah, and, you know, especially, like, the prequel trilogy had amazing costumes and just everything. Like, The Phantom Menace was just visually such you know, a stunning movie because, well, her costumes are visually stunning. Like the whole movie, you know, it could be argued, you know, but still like, God, like I love her. I love her so much. I love her costuming. I love her character. I love everything she stands for. Like that's, that's my girl. But, but yeah. Well, Emily. Yes. You watched the Clone Wars this week. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I've been, I've been anticipating this. So, Jesse, did you ever watch The Clone Wars? I've watched... I don't know that I've seen all of The Clone Wars. I've seen a lot of it, but I just sort of... Bits and pieces. Some arcs fully through, some arcs not. Depends if it sucked me in. So, do you... Rem- do you remember the droid arc? Um, No, I don't know that I watched that. Is that towards the end of it? With Mieber Gaskin. Okay. The little dude. It's, yeah, it's like late season five. And I, <laughs> fuck, I barely even, I watched it yesterday, so less than 24 hours ago. Barely remember it. Like, there's a new encryption that the Separatists are using that they can't break, so they send this group of droids to go get the encryption key. I think I actually did watch uh, at least one of those episodes. I don't think I watched that full arc. Yeah, so it's like a bunch of astromechs, and then this super annoying, like, spunky droid, who's of course the only one that, like, can speak, but is really annoying. And then there's this little dude, um, Mieber Gaskin, who is Voiced by Steve Stanton. 
and the voice work is great. And he's like this okay. really teeny tiny alien who's like really like super like trying to prove himself. So he's being an asshole all the time. And then it's so like droid it. adventures. It your favorite one. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, it's so weird because, okay, so suddenly in the third episode, because they crash on this planet that's pretty, like, desolate, but they eventually find this diner and there's this clone working there who doesn't know he's a clone because he has, like, amnesia from, like, his ship crashing. And his name is Gregor. And for some reason, like, the the guy who runs this diner... Who is whatever species um, Nian Nub is. Oh, yeah. But yeah, for some reason, like, dude's playing him with this really stereotypical Russian accent. And I don't know what, I guess it's because it's Star Wars and we have to have something at least, like, vaguely stereotypically offensive. <laughs> and, and- right. Mm-hmm. Just let's start in there. It's the kids' show, you know? No one's, it's it's on disney or no it was that on disney what was clone wars on it was on cartoon network okay cartoon network okay yeah but for yeah for some reason like that's suddenly part of this droid arc for this one episode but then he like stays behind on the planet so that the droids can get away and then, like, the last episode is the... And I think, like, that's a pretty... Like, you could have done something interesting that. I'm always interested in the clones who aren't with the rest of the clones. Right. But that would have... That, like, in my head, like, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, he's going to be in the next couple episodes because it's it's suddenly going to be about him. But no, he's only in this one. And then it's... They get away, and then they find a ship that had been secretly taken over by the separatists who were going to use it like as a big bomb to bomb this conference that was going on. And, you know, that would have like killed probably like all of the, generals and everything because like Anakin and and Obi-Wan and everybody is there and you know it's going to be this huge thing and so this Star Destroyer is basically now like a huge bomb and the droids save the day and R2 gets blown up on the ship but then Anakin has them like go out and find all the little bits of R2 and put them back together again that's always a fun project you know just sit around put back put r2 back together happens all the time i forgot about that r2 thing well emily what did you learn after watching this arc i don't i don't learn anything except i like the droids best when i'm just like oh there's r2 for 30 seconds like if if it was announced that star wars was doing like a droid tv show like no like that's i would not like it's like that arc for me was like the least favorite of them all like i don't know just like 
just everything with the little general guy. Sorry, I don't know his name. It's like Gas Gascon Gat 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 not Gaston. Yeah. Now I want to sing the song from Beauty and the Beast, but it just popped into my head too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm not the only one. But I don't know. Well, um, unfortunately, well, did you, you, will you watch the whole There's, um, yeah, I did. Cause I, I was just like, I'm getting through all four of these episodes because I hate this shit. Oh shit. You, oh, you're at the good arc next week. You're at the Mandalore arc, I think. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, yeah, next week, the only thing I saw was that. Darth Maul was mentioned, and Death Watch were mentioned. Two of your favorite things. Death Watch. Look, I like Death Watch, but we'll see. I, you know, I, part of the problem may be that this, like, everybody talks about how good this arc is, and I'm like, okay, but you're setting my expectations up too high. Yeah, but no, it's a, it's a good arc. You know, some stuff happens, you know, it's... <laughs> some stuff happens, okay. It just just some stuff happens, you know. John Favreau's living it up with Death Watch, you know. Okay. And then him and Maul are chilling and Mandalore. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for you to to watch this arc. But ah, but anyways, Jesse. Yes, ma'am. You are about to join us in a fuck Mary kill session. Oh no! Like, like, <laughs> we're gonna, we're we're gonna not not like not like that, but like we're you know we we got some emails, and right. and you're gonna participate. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So, our first email is from Dom Canto Bitch Number One. Uh, here, like, pull it up. So he says, "Oh, I have to read this because like." I don't know anything that he's talking about in this email. So let's keep going. He says, hello, ladies. So one thing I always remember about Jessie is that she can recite the left eye verse of waterfalls. First off, I think it'd be rad if she would rap it on the show, but I get if that doesn't happen. On a related note, when you put on the call for fuck, Mary kill, I had to go for admittedly low hanging fruit. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> T-Boz, left eye, and yep, chili. That's TLC. Like, like chilies, chilies, right on brand for you. Okay, like chilies. Yes, right on brand. Okay, so Ginge, you might be too young to know the fuck any of this means, but look up their video for creep. For me, I'd go fuck chili again. Refer to the creep video. Satin pajamas for the win. T boz I had it for her in high school. And left eye, she. Burned down Andre Rison's mansion, RIP, but that girl was a threat. Gingy, Ginge, look up Andre Rison and see how long it takes before the results go from his lengthy, distinguished NFL career to his rapping, condom-wearing girlfriend burning down yep. his house. Left eye was crazy bitch. Anyways. Anyways, I'm out, ladies. Uh, TTYL. Canto bitch number one. Condom wearing girlfriend burning down his house. Like, what? What does that even mean? I know that she burned down his house. I would have to, like, look up the whole story because I guess I don't remember about her wearing a condom of any kind. 
but I don't know what that means necessarily. But yeah, she she set his house on fire. She was crazy. But she was she was my favorite. I I like Left Eye. See, why do they call her Left Eye? Uh, that's just her her rap name, I guess. I don't know. She. I think the the condom wearing thing is referring to like when she would have the condom over the over the glasses. Oh yeah, she's just she's she's a crazy bitch. There was a girl in my sixth or yeah sixth grade class, I guess, that dressed up as Left Eye after she died. Whoa, yeah, it was uh it was interesting, and she was a white girl too. <laughs> It oh, was that's, not. That's just not. Good. It was not good form. It was not good form. But she she did it as a memoriam, I guess. So for a fuck Mary kill, I would definitely have to go. I, I'm I'm probably with Dom on fuck Chili, Mary left eye, kill T Buzz because I just don't really care. She's the, the lesser member, the the Michelle of Destiny's Child. Damn. <laughs> what about you, Emily? You know, I don't I don't actually think I really have an answer for this one. I mean I I know who TLC are and I've heard a lot of their songs, but I was never I was never into them. So like I can identify Left Eye, but the other two are interchangeable for me so chili was like all uh she had something with usher and was like sort of in like uh gossip mags and stuff maybe they had a reality show or something i don't know i think she was like known as being real bitchy in like later times after they weren't tlc anymore and it was just like t uh tmz talking about her oh, okay <laughs> hmm. yeah I don't think I can answer this either because, like, I I don't know based off the is. names. Yeah, like even the. What's your gut instinct? Well, I love I I need to stay on brand with chilies, so I gotta marry chilies. <laughs> right. And then, and then, um, I guess I'd fuck left eye and kill the other one. T. Roz, sorry, I don't know you, but. I hope you don't listen to this podcast, T. Ross. <laughs> that would be that would that's gonna be your next email. She's gonna be so pissed because we were I was talking shit, you were talking shit now. Yeah, and she's it's like T Boss. She's like, bitch, you don't even know me and you're talking shit. I'm gonna be like, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I was a canto bitch and now I am uh not. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um Perfect. So that was one fuck Mary call. All right. Um, Andy Campbell sent us an email. He says, Hey, Canto crew, I've got a fuck Mary kill for you. Uh, Rebels edition. Ezra, Bendu, and Agent Callus. Do you know who these people are, Jesse? Yeah, I do. Okay. I um, do. I've seen all, a smattering of Rebels, not all the way through. Mm. Hmm. Did you like it? Um, it's fine. I mean, I like some parts of it and I yeah. don't like some parts of it. It's all right. It's, it's to me, that is a, a kid's show that I'm just like, 
a spectator of. And yeah. sometimes mm. it's too over the top. Oh, yeah. I feel that. I feel that at a spiritual level. Like, there's just some parts of it that were really good, and then there are some parts of it. But then, you know, at the end of the day, George Lucas said that this was for 12-year-olds, and I, I am not 12 anymore. If I was, maybe I'd feel differently. And I'd be, like, uh, wearing a Sabine helmet and spray-painting walls and shit. I Dude, don't know. yeah, like, like Sal's kids. They're awesome. Exactly. But I'm I'm familiar with the characters. Perfect. So uh, Ezra Bridger, Bender, Bendu, and Agent Callus. Fuck Mary Kill. Which one? Uh, Mary Bendu. Fuck Callus. Kill Ezra. Ezra's just too much, and he's a child. So- like you can't. <laughs> I mean, you, you ladies can do what you want, but personally, he's a child. like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fuck or marry. A child. Now you're making me feel more guilty for killing him because I'm killing a child. Yeah, put it like that's that's the better option of the three. For for me personally, I feel like I'd rather just put him out of his misery. <laughs> yeah. So a bearded or non-bearded callus? Bearded. I like beards. There we go. Yes. Definitely bearded. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. What about you, Emily? Um, I think my list is the same, although I did have to look up Bendu. I mean, it's a name that I had I had heard and I sort of vaguely knew what the character was, but I had never I'd never seen pictures. So I had to I had to look up Bendu. But I mean, honestly, as soon as I saw the list, I'm like, well, Ezra's gonna right. die. Yeah, me too. And I mean, I guess you know fucking hot callus. And then marrying Bendu just sort of by default. So do you think Callus is hot too? Not particularly. Mm. Like, like he's not bad looking. Exactly. But That's how I feel. Yeah. It's just like, all right. Blonde is not really like ever my thing, I guess. It's yeah, sort same. of like a, just a weird, in that whole like, oh, I am just the, best thing ever i don't like that cocky attitude so sometimes he's a little too, too like pretty yeah and like a sort of like a disney sort of prince sort of way yeah yeah like he should be in rapunzel yeah he should be flynn rider i've never actually seen that movie that's really cute you should uh did you ever watch like frozen or yeah Moana, yeah, it's kind of like those, but yeah, it's it's really cute. Mandy Moore does really good in it. She's yeah. a Rapunzel. Okay, yeah, I recommend it. I liked Frozen, but yeah, I liked the beginning because oh, yeah. I have sisters, and that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, man, I remember fucking dying the first time I watched Frozen because I Olaf was just so funny. Yeah, you know what movie? gets me more than anything like on a sad animated movie uh how to train your dragon 2 have you ever seen that i hear that oh my god i've never seen any of them oh really they're good and like i was so bummed after i watched it because i have a cat that should be named toothless his name is jet lee and he's a black kitty that sticks his teeth out and makes the same face (laughs) as that dragon but uh, yeah, missed Aww. opportunity. I wish his name was Toothless. No, 
well, there, you can, there's always, you know, you can always rename your cat along mm. the way. Like my cat, my cat, Mr. B, like one morning, like my mom woke up and she's like, hi, Chuckles. And just <laughs> since then, like we call him Chuckles. We used to do that whenever we were kids. Yeah, we would always rename our animals yeah, just, as kids. Yeah. Like, for some reason, like, we call Cooper cousin. Like, we don't know why. Like, we're like, hey, cousin. Well, I, I feel like <laughs> but, Luna, I call her Bean more than I call her Luna. Like, if I'm formally referring to her, then she's Luna. But we call her a Boston Bean whenever she's being good. And she's a Boston butt when she's being bad. <laughs> so... <laughs> Most that. of the time, I call her Bean just to be just to be nice, or Beansy, Bean. or some variation of it. Beans. Did you ever watch Even Stevens? I watched it a little bit. That was the best character from the show. Beans. I never. I didn't watch it like uh, regularly though. And mm. I don't really remember watching it regularly either. I remember the movie. Yeah, I don't know that I ever saw the movie. I remember watching uh, old Shia LaBeouf in uh, Holes, though. Ooh, that was that a good one. Era. I remember seeing that movie in theaters. I did, too, with, like, my sixth grade, seventh grade class, something like that. Oh, and I think I saw it with, like, my dad, because I think it was a night when my mom, and my mom used to have, like, she used to either, it was, like, PTA stuff or bunk, she used to have bunko nights, like, every, like, once a month, once a month, every Friday with her friends, like, they just drink and play bunko mostly drink i think i think like the bunko was kind of like it meant like not games it just meant getting drunk and talking about gossip right yeah yeah um emily do you want to read the top three this week oh yeah thank you andy for the fuck mary kill appreciate you yeah um we had a top three from Jim and it says dear Cantabite pod feel free to ignore if you've done this before but I'm curious as to your top three Star Wars scenes that you feel are underrated or don't get talked about as much as they should my top three three speeder bike chase and return of the Jedi two Obi-Wan and Anakin chasing the bounty hunter in the beginning of Attack of the Clones one the arrival of red and gold leader during the battle of Scarif in Rogue One thanks for reading my email keep up the great work your Canto bitch Jim Ooh, that last one that one's a good one. Yeah, I know. I feel like that that maybe would have gone on my list too. But I just remember the audience, like when I saw them theater, like the audience's reaction when they saw them. Like I just thought that was so cool. Like I just love every. I love seeing people's reactions to things, like getting really excited because it's too. like not that like that didn't. Not that it didn't excite me, but I was just like I was more excited that like more people were like, yeah, red and gold leader, you know. But yeah, what do you guys think are some? Honestly, you know, like I don't have a top three exactly, but I was thinking about like one that that popped in my mind was uh, the the introduction of Finn. Yeah, mm-hmm. when like when you just see him watching everything horrified, uh, John Baker does such a good job in that scene with his physical acting. Mm-hmm. And it's such like you instantly know who this character is. And I I think that's great. I think the whole beginning, like that whole opening uh, was just really good of uh, The Force Awakens. Like that, that whole first scene is just awesome. But yeah, Finn, 
I would say probably my number my number one would be the Finn and Rose meeting because I just I think it's so just a goofy little take you by surprise moment in The Last Jedi. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like there's one, but like the one that always would get me like watching the movies was there's the scene in Revenge of the Sith where like Anakin's like sitting at the Jedi Temple and it's right after he finds out about Palpatine and shit and Mace Windu's like, hey, yo, like wait at the Jedi Temple while we take care of this. And he's kind of like thinking about what he's going to do in that moment when like him and Padme are like looking out the window. Like that's just like so powerful. I always get chills when I watch it and the music's really good too so that's like one of my big scenes but i can't really think of anything that's like not talked about like hmm. well that's the problem it's it's yeah. hard because i'm trying to think like uh, underrated in term because we spend so much time talking about star wars and with people who talk about star wars that i feel like it's hard to find anything <laughs> that's not really talked that about isn't discussed but that i they like if i take a step back from that i realize oh yeah that's probably not a scene that gets a lot of play outside of us dude but how fucking sad is that order 66 montage in revenge of the sith when they're just you know all the storm tro- or all the clone troopers are getting all the jedi like that's really sad yeah well, I think that's especially said, like, with the context of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Because then, like, you see a little bit more, like, the the manipulation of of the clone right. army and everything. You see a little bit of a broader spectrum on it. Yeah, because it, it's really interesting, like, how fast the Jedi trusted the clones. Because I know that. You know, the clones, like, weren't really, like, the Je- like the Jedi just, like, took them because of, you know, the events of the attack of the clones and everything. And they're like, well, we need this army if, you know, Count Dooku's pulling off all this shit. Like, it must have taken them a while, well, some of them a while to trust these clones. And it takes a long time to, like, build trust. Like, I think the Clone Wars lasted for, like, two or three years. And having so much trust in these people and then, like, them killing you, like, that's just... It's really sad to th- when you think about Definitely. it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you, Jim, for the email. Thank you. But uh, last but not least, it will not be an episode of a podcast if we didn't hear King Tom's voice mail. Uh, do you want me to pull that up, Emily? Yeah, if you have it. Perfect. I'll do that right now. We have a voicemail from uh, King Tom. King of all times. King of all times. He was just on a podcast recently. Well, he's always on podcasts, but. I'm surprised King Tom doesn't have his own at this point. I know, because I know he has his own podcasting gear, because he always sounds really good when he's on things. Right. Yeah. He's like number one guest. Yes. Like he was on the episode of like Willcom, and he sounded like really good. I'm like, wow. I'm like, someone has a podcasting mic. All right. Let us uh, go now. Okay, please work. <laughs> Whoops, there's a problem downloading this audio file. Whatever. Download it, sure. 
Maybe King Tom just does like ASMR videos in his spare time or something. Oh, mm. oh So he got great, some really good gear. Yeah. Yeah. King of all ASMR videos, King Tom. All right. I think I got it. <laughs> Let us do this. Hey, Brito and Lindo. It's King Tom. Got to tell you, I loved Britney's George Lucas impersonation last episode. That's some top-notch stuff right there. <laughs> but you guys talked about how they took out Lapty Neck and put in Jedi Rocks Return of the Jedi. And that just, that's the one thing in, in the special editions that I, I really don't like. They should have just left Lapty Neck in as it is. I mean, it wasn't the best song, but it was still a lot better than Jedi Rocks. But it kind of brings to mind, I remember back there was a rumor going around, and I don't know how legitimate this was, but at the time, there was a rumor that George asked Elton John <laughs> to compose the song that he was going to put in instead. And look, Elton John is a much more talented musician than I'll ever be, but he's not my kind of musician. And I'm really glad that he wasn't chosen, even though I really don't like Jedi Rocks, because then it would have been, you know, an Elton John thing, not a Star Wars thing. And yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that didn't happen. But that, that that got me thinking, you know, Star Wars every now and then it has you had uh, Lin Manuel Miranda who did the Jabba song for The Force Awakens, the possibility of Elton John in the Return of the Jedi special edition. Um, I think the members of In Sync or the Backstreet Boys or background extras in um, the attack the clones and then the holiday special you had jefferson starship and diane cannon diane carroll one of the two as the you know the x-rated video that one chewbacca's relatives were doing things to themselves while watching but i, I wanted <laughs> to ask you know if you had to pick like a popular musician to to do a song for star wars and not necessarily they have to be on camera on screen who would you who would be suitable for you guys i mean i wouldn't mind more lin-manuel miranda uh i think he writes some great stuff and i think his style can adapt to anything where you wouldn't know it was him um other than that maybe electric light orchestra something like that but they're like really old really anyway that, that's my question. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the great podcast. And um, thank you, Brito, for the George Lucas impersonation. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, King Tom. I feel bad because now I have to go back and I have to remember my George Lucas impersonation. I think it was a little like, oh, yeah, you know, you do this and that. And I think that's George <laughs> Lucas. But I don't know. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like you can slice them like butter. Like, you know that, you, you know that uh, there was that Phantom Menace documentary. It was like the beginning. Mm -hmm. And there's this there's this part where uh, Steven Spielberg is on the set uh, there somewhere and like he's showing them the battle droids and he's like, these are the new stormtroopers. And then he's like, the Jedi can slice them like butter. <laughs> and I just always think of that and laugh. Yeah, he always sort of I love down George. talks, like talks out of just a the corner of his mouth almost. So I think he sort of got it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like I okay, wait. King Tom mentioned about the Backstreet Boys or In Sync. I think 
that their scene was cut out because not that it was like too hyped, but I heard that like he only got them because like his daughter was really into one of them. And then like, I guess there was just like something happened and he had to cut out their scene because he was afraid it would like take away from the movie or something. I could be wrong. Well, I think that was a good call. Like you don't, you don't really want the Backstreet Boys in Star Wars. It's really hard to think of any popular musicians that you it would take something away if you recognize the band yeah because it's not i mean with any sci-fi that's sort of a hard call but i think especially with star wars yeah like oh oh god elton john is such a bad choice i'm so glad that didn't happen yeah because elton john is like his stuff is so recognizable and so earthy that it would feel like the lion king yeah exactly dude but the lion king no i'm kidding yeah Yeah. i agree lion king is great but not star wars oh yeah i i agree i i agree on that i know i just got my tickets to there's like a disney convention like once every two years Mm -hmm. and i got my tickets and i get to go see backs or behind the scenes Disney thing. Well, they show like trailers and everything. Like we were able to see the first Infinity War trailer before anyone else. That's cool. Which yeah, it's pretty sick. But yeah, uh D23 go because I'm going guys if you're in California. Maybe Emily can go so that she can go to Disneyland and go to on Autotopia. That's not happening. Jesse, did you go on Autotopia when you were here at Disneyland? I didn't. I, I did not <laughs> what I'm not even familiar with what that is. So you sit so, in the car okay. and you go around on a track. Oh no, I didn't do that. I did. I pretty much did like we did all the Star Wars stuff a couple of times. We mm-hmm. did. Um, I really liked the Buzz Lightyear. Uh, like I like anything that's a competition. Oh, the shooting one. Yeah. And so if you get to go through and just shoot stuff, like that was fun. Um, we did the Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion. Um, we did. That's fun. Most of like the standards. Uh, there were uh, one of the big roller coaster where you can sort of see into Star Wars land. They shut it down right as we were getting on, so we didn't get to do that. What is that called? Oh, Thunder Mountain. Thunder Mountain. Yeah, we we were about to get on, like we were in lot, like next to board, and they shut it down. It sucked, but. Did you guys go to California Adventure 2 or was it just Disney? No, we just did Disney. Because there's this other like competition game where it's kind of like the Buzz Lightyear one, but like it's kind of like 3D and like you're you have this little thing that you pull on and it's like you're it, it's really cool. It, it's it's fun. I always compete with my family whenever we, we play it at Disneyland or Disney World. So, but yeah. Yeah, next time we but, go, I would like to do all of Disney. I mean, eventually, once they build all the shit, we're probably going to do like a trip where we stay at the like resort thing, you know, spend a lot of money on give Disney all of our money and do that whole thing. Yeah, (laughs) I would recommend when because they're finishing up that hotel and I believe it was like 20, like they're finishing it up in 2021 because that's going to be like the the 60th or the 50th or 60th anniversary of Disney World. 
So I would almost recommend like doing that because I feel like with Disney World, like there's more space and everything and their fast pass systems like so much greater so that, you know, it's not like Disneyland, like Disneyland, you had to pay for like the fast passes and like the fast pass system and everything. So I just feel like Disney World's like so much more organized, more spacious, you know, there's, there's like so much more to do compared to Disneyland that I would almost think that going there, like I'm always a Disney World promoter because like that place is like my second home. But have you got, have you ever been to Disney World before? I have, I ask like all of our guests. <laughs> it's always Star Wars, but Disney. But anyways. <laughs> I haven't. We didn't get to do a lot of stuff like that whenever I was a kid because I had a lot of siblings. Yeah. And you can't take six kids to, Di- well, my mom was like, we're not taking six kids to Disney. Uh, I didn't yeah. get to do like real vacations. I went to Six Flags once as a kid, but that was about it. Mm, that's fun. We went to Universal whenever we went to Celebration because I really wanted to do Harry Potter, the whole Hogwarts oh. thing. Yeah. And I went to Universal Studios Hollywood whenever I went uh, as a kid. I mm. think I was like four, 13 or 14 whenever I went there, but we didn't oh, do yeah. Disney. Mm. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend doing it like another time in your life or whenever you want. But again, it's like, you know, it's, you don't have to, if you, you know, of course, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's some, it's some good old Disney fun, you know, but it's I'm really sure funny. It's really funny about Harry Potter world world because like they were supposed to put Harry Potter world at animal kingdom at Disney. Really? But they, they were okay. Or Bobby Iger and like, jk rowling you know they kind of like had or whoever was in charge of the park but like they didn't let her have um any creative freedom if she did it at disney so that's why she didn't do it at disney is because of the creative freedom thing which is really interesting like think about if harry potter world was at animal or animal kingdom because like now they have all that avatar stuff which it's visually stunning but like there's nothing really to do there, you know? Like, there's just, like, some rides, but they both kind of suck. But I don't know. I always found that fact interesting about the J.K. Rowling and Disney thing. But I don't know. Universal's a better home for that. It is. I sort of feel like they needed something to Mm -hmm. reinvigorate people to want to go there. Um, I would have had no interest to really go to Universal in Orlando beforehand, but I thought it was really cool. I also loved the Springfield, like, mock-up. They have, like, a whole... Yeah. so cool. It really feels like you're in The Simpsons with all the design of things. They do a great job on their, like, um, I guess world building. They really do. Like, I've only been to universal studios hollywood so like the simpsons stuff that they have there is like very small compared to what is that um in florida my sister used to live in florida so she would always go there but yeah like from pictures and everything like it's crazy yeah and i mean the hogsmeade stuff and diagon alley stuff is just so it's so awesome how well they built it to feel like Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. It was too crowded, but that's why I I also don't do parks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not good with crowds either. Like 
I, I try to go like at the dead times or like, I, I don't know. I always try to like get in and out of the crowds and that's why I love like fast pass Mm -hmm. systems where it's like, all right, like, you know, I only have to wait in line for this ride for like 10 minutes and that's it. Like the longest I ever have to wait in lines in, in Orlando is like 45 minutes and that's like to like get back home on the bus, you know, like, yeah, it's crazy. I'll have to check that park out one day. Like, I still haven't been to Universal Studios since they uh, finished up all that Harry Potter stuff. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. I like the rides a lot, too. Ooh. That love me some good rides. Mm-hmm. The Forbidden Forest is the best. Ooh. I hear there's it's, it's a lot of, uh, like, kind of, not like the 3D, but like the, you're sitting down somewhere, like the moving i don't know i don't know the correct word for that yeah so i don't know the word for it either but it's like basically stimulation sort of like warehouse rides where yeah you're on like almost a fair type ride where you're like swinging back and forth and moving around and stuff but then they have like props built and projections and stuff Mm -hmm. around you it was That's amazing. I liked it. That takes a lot of work. Like props to like the, I I think they're they're not they're called Imagineers at Disney, but like the the people that, you know, create these rides and everything, and you know, perfect them. Like uh, for Galaxy's Edge, like they're bringing in like actual pilots to test out the Falcon to like make sure that you know everything looks and feels right. Like it feels like you're on you know a spacecraft or like a ship or you know, like something like that. So it's really amazing like what work they put into that. That's cool. Yeah. But um, back to King Tom's voicemail. Yeah, I don't know. Like for some reason I thought of like David Bowie. But I don't Yeah, know. I think you need. I watch Labyrinth. Yeah. I like his music in the Labyrinth. I can't really see him doing a number like that in Star Wars though. I mean, part of the thing is I think that because there's – there's not like it's not like there's a lot of music with lyrics in Star right. Wars. So trying to think of any like, because and so that illuminates right away, like most of the people I can think of. Exactly, like it would be weird to have. I mean, I guess you could have like a music video where it's like Star Wars based, and then you just use the. I mean, I think you'd need something more like, are, are you familiar with the knife? Like something like sort of a spacey or just weird that's not um, uh, not actual. You couldn't put Taylor Swift in Star Wars. You couldn't put, you definitely couldn't put Elton John. You couldn't put, no. I don't even think you could have Donald Glover do something. That would just not be like, I don't know, maybe he could. There's some sort of out there stuff that he did on his last album it would have to be different yeah but i think it would have to i think it would have to be in an alien language yeah that would be cool that would be neat and then i could see then i could see like then you like have donald glover mocap some weird looking alien dude yeah ooh good old motion stick him in a stick him in a bar or a nightclub somewhere hmm. that'd be fun 
<sighs> well, thank you, King Tom, for the voicemail. It's always nice hearing King Tom's voice. And, oh, God, I thought my computer just had to shut down. Like, my MacBook, like, does that thing where it's, like, you know how you don't, like, touch your computer screen for a while and it just goes, like, totally blank. Yeah. And I'm always, like, too lazy to, like, change the settings. So, like, every time that happens, I'm, like, oh, God, there there goes the podcast. But then I move my <laughs> mouse and then I'm, like, oh, no, we're alive still. But, but anyways, thank you so much, Jesse, for uh, coming on with us this week. It's been so much fun. Oh, yeah. If you guys want – I will. I will try a little acapella waterfalls. I can throw it in there. Just oh, let's for do the it. End. Yes, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. All right. Okay. I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms have come and gone, leaving her tracing out when God given ray. I feel. Is it because my life is ten shades of gray? I feel. I pray all ten fade away. Seldom praising for the sunny days. Oh man, I always lose it halfway through. And like his promise is true, only my faith can undo the many chances I blew to bring my life to a new. Clear blue and unconditional skies have dried the tears from my eyes, no more lonely cries. My only bleeding hope is for the folk who can't cope with such an enduring pain that it leaves them in the pouring rain. Who's to blame for tootin' cane into your own veins? Oh, man. Okay, that's it. I think I'm done. I'm tapping out about three quarters through. Yay! That was good, though. I mean, better it's than I could you, Dom. Start. That was good. Thank you. And uh, Dom will be yeah, pleased. I'm you. going to pretend that that audio is not going to be saved forever now. No. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do, like, his, like, separate audio tracks, and we'll, we'll do uh, just, like, a separate audio track of, like, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just start it up on Twitter. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's fine, yeah. Uh, put, I'll put, I'll it, put on, it on my LinkedIn profile. Put it on, you know, like, Facebook, Insta, Snapchat, all the all – the, places of socialness media but cool with me i haven't used my my instagram in probably a year and i deleted my facebook i know like i i like i've been doing this thing where it's like i go back on like my social medias because like i've had social media i've had facebook since i was a freshman in high school and like the shit i would say and i just like want to do like a like i just was like i want point i'm like i should just delete this whole thing but it's like you know i have family on there that you know i have to keep up with and everything and i'm part of like facebook groups so i'm like god i should just do like a mass delete of everything from like 2000 from 2009 to 2013 which was my whole high school career but you know what it's fine but Anyways, Jesse, where can we find you on social media? So I'm at messy underscore hair, messy with an I-E, hair like a bunny. Beautiful. And Emily, where can we find you on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. I do a Star Trek podcast called He's Dead Jim and a Twin Peaks podcast called How's Annie. And you can find those wherever you find your podcast normally. Beautiful. And again, guys, if you aren't, you definitely should be a patron for uh, Blue Harvest podcast. They have a bunch of fun podcasts such as Jaws, Blue Harvest Adventures. Uh, there's Oh No, It's Haas. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Oh No, It's Haas Solo. Oh no, it's Haas Solo. I love that. But yeah, the Patreon's amazing. Like seriously, like it's already one of my favorite Patreons like I've ever been part of. Like it just, 
it's so good. Like all the stuff that you guys do with the Blue Harvest Adventures, like it's amazing. That's been really fun. And yeah, there's some neat things coming with that. I also might have something new coming out soon with Rebecca O'Hanlon, which has also been a guest on y'all. I'm just going to tease a little bit of that, but look forward to hearing something soon. I cannot wait for that. Two of my favorite people. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Oh, yes. It will be a blast. But yeah, uh, thank you everyone uh, for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.